0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Men in Tights podcast. Uh, this episode is about the WWE Extreme Rules pay-per-view, aka the Horror Show at Extreme Rules. And uh, before I get started, I just wanted to touch real quick on i was gonna do a unboxing video for ups package i was supposed to have received yesterday i'm recording this friday night immediately after friday night in the smackdown which hey i finally watched i've paid attention to a full episode of smackdown in almost two months how about that mainly because i wanted to have up-to-date information for this podcast but eh, here we go but yeah i was gonna do a unboxing video for a package i was supposed to receive from ups Thursday, but it didn't arrive, and it arrived today, and I was too annoyed to do the thing. So, uh, instead, here I am, But I'm just going to go ahead and show you I have right here, Batman Year One, awesome book, cool to be able to read it again. But anyways, yes, this is all about the horror show at Extreme Rules, happening this Sunday, and it's not a, not the most interesting card, uh, it feels very lackluster, but at the same time, Backlash was the same way, and I, still have, I as of this recording, I still have not watched Backlash. Not even the Edge vs. Randy Orton match. Eventually I will, just, you know. But this one looked a little more interesting to me. But anyways, let's get right into the matches that we have currently scheduled as of right now, which is 10.06pm Friday night Eastern Standard Time after Friday Night Smackdown. First matchup that we have scheduled on the pay-per-view, we have The New Day defending the SmackDown Tag Team titles against Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura in a tables match. Now, I love tables matches, and I'm expecting there to be some good shit going on in this match, but I don't know, because New Day, they are combined between Raw and SmackDown. They are nine times, or not, eight times tag team champions, and... Time for somebody else to be tag team champions. I mean, I get it, New Day have been the, the, the top tag team in WWE for the last almost six years now, but time to get some fresh blood. So I am predicting and hoping that Cesaro and Shizuke Nakamura are going to win this one, but I want it to at least be a good dramatic match. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be like an elimination tables match like the one at Survivor Series 2002. Or if there's gonna be if it's gonna be like at the Royal Rumble two thousand where it's not necessarily elimination, um, but you still have to get both members of the team of the opposing team through tables. So it's like you know like Cesaro could put Kofi through a table and then Shitkai could put Kofi through a table, but Kofi's still in the match. Um, you know, so if it's gonna be like that. Then, I mean, that leaves the doors open for all kinds of possibilities. And since, of course, it is still taking place in the uh, Performance Center, you know, they'll probably utilize the space very much like Edge and Randy Orton did in their last standing ratchet at WrestleMania. But, I mean, what's... But but it's just, yeah, with the the fact that it is in the Performance Center, and don't mind me, I'm going to have some jelly beans... um, I guess see yeah, it, it does open possibilities for them to get a little more creative, but I mean, with it being a tables match, you know, there is only so many ways you can get creative with tables. You know, because they have the regular you know tables that they always keep under the ring, they're gonna have a bunch of those around the ring as they always do on these pay-per-views. And but they also have the announce table, which I know it won't count if somebody goes through the, goes through that that table. And I probably wouldn't do it in this match anyway. But I want there to be like you know something spe- more spectacular with it. I mean, and I'm sure they're probably going to incorporate ladders and a few other things in there because I mean if they if they only are looking utilizing the tables, then I mean there's really so only so much that you can do. But I know it's going to be a good match, and you know, but I my prediction and who I want to win are Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura because one like I said it's time for another team to get the spotlight and two <coughs> excuse me because I want <coughs> oh, sorry because I want Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura to have to have something I mean cuz Nakamura he's he's been Intercontinental champion, he's been US champion and both of those runs were very bleh. nothing really came out of it and Cesaro he was a United States champion. And that really went nowhere. And he was tag team champion as well. With uh, Tyson Kidd and then with Sheamus. And did very well with those reigns. And I do like him and Nakamura bit as a team. So I'm hopeful that they will win. And we will finally get some fresh matches and stories. With the tag teams. Because I understand. With the pandemic and the COVID stuff going on. They don't have their full roster at their disposal. Like they did before. But at the same time. They can still try harder at least, you know? But yeah, Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura is my prediction. And next matchup we have on here is Apollo Cruz versus MVP for the United States Championship, with a, which of course, you know, MVP introduced a brand new United States Championship belt on Raw last week, I believe. And I'm, I'm going to say I'm, I'm on the side that actually likes the, the new design for the belt, and especially because they have an eagle, Present on there, and I don't know for whatever reason. I've always been a fan of championship belts that have eagles on them. Uh, I guess that's partly because my favorite championship belt is <clears throat> the old winged eagle WWF championship belt uh, that was you know mostly associated with you know guys like Hogan and Bret Hart. Um, but yeah, yeah, I like that new design. And plus, you know, I am a fan of Apollo Crews, I am I, I am a big fan of MVP, and I'm happy that he's back. In WWE, uh, because he's just an all-around entertainer, you know, great in the ring, great on the mic, and he they can utilize him in every possible way. I mean, he's he he does work backstage as, as, as I believe in a producer role from what what I understand at least, and he's him managing Bobby Lashley has worked very well also, especially because they have the, the history from when they were both in Impact Wrestling. You know, was it the 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 Beatdown Clan, the BDC, uh, which you know they have, the theme song for them is on Spotify. And that's it's actually a pretty pretty good song when you if you actually sit down and listen to it. Uh, it's a, I think it's called the the BDC Anthem or something like that. Anyways, um, but all, the, the way they've been building up, especially like the way MVP, is, you know, kind of like planting seeds of stuff going on with uh, Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. I'm actually, cause the way they keep t- they keep kind of teasing it, like something's gonna happen uh, with between like where Ricochet and Cedric, you know, have something against each other. But what I'm thinking is actually gonna be a twist, and Ricochet and Cedric jo- both join MVP and help and assist him in defeating Apollo Crews on this match, um, which I think would be awesome, by the way. Uh, and I'm actually expecting this to be a very good wrestling match, uh, which you know, now that I think about it. For a pay-per-view called the horror show at Extreme Rules, not not a lot of extreme going on. You know, it's mo- most of the card, like, well, it's split down the middle, half the card. Is, it's just regular wrestling matches as of right now. So, you know, but they could always add something last minute. Like I said, I'm recording this immediately after Friday Night SmackDown. So anything that they add between Friday night and whatever during Saturday and Sunday, I don't know. I don't know about it. I don't, I'm not going to predict it. Oh, well. Uh, but, I mean, because, of course, Apollo Cruz is a phenomenal athlete, um, especially for a man his size, you know, at his size, he should not be able to do the things that he does, but, um, and then Apollo Cruz, he's an amazing athlete as well, no, I already said Apollo Crews, MVP is an amazing athlete as oh, well, sorry, I got distracted, I got a little notification on my laptop screen, uh, from my friend Diane, so, a little distracted, but anyways, um, uh, yeah, I expect this to be a very good match, a very good wrestling match, uh, which of course I am a big fan of great, great wrestling matches. You know, I love the you know as Bruce Prichard w- would say, I love the gaga, you know, like the, that they do sometimes. But I also love a good straight up wrestling match, um, which is you know really should try to watch the Edge versus Randy Orton match from Backlash. But anyways, um, I. Honestly, with this match, I could. I'm happy with either result. I'd be happy with the Balagurus to win and continue as U.S. champion. But I was also. I would also be very happy if MVP won and to add another U.S. championship reign to his WWE career. Because this would be, I guess, I think the third. He would be a third time U.S. champion if he does. Uh, which, yeah, of course, I would not mind that at all. I mean, he had the U.S. title for almost a year when he won it from. Uh, he who shall not be named at Judgment Day 2007, and then lost it to Matt Hardy at Backlash the following year, um, and I think he won it one more time before his his WWE run, the first run ended. Um, so maybe he'll become a three-time U.S. champion if he if he's if he's been a two-time I think he's been a two-time champion. I'm too lazy to look anyways, but yeah, I would love to see MVP win the U.S. title for another time, and. So, that's, I guess that would be my prediction. I predict MVP to walk out of Extreme Rules as the new United States Champion. And moving on to the next match that we have currently scheduled is Bayley defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Nikki Cross. And, of course, anyone who knows me knows that I love Bayley. She has been one of my favorites on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT for several years for a wide variety of reasons, some of which I'm not going to say on here because I don't want to get... I'd rather... i try to keep it as close to PG as I possibly can. Um, Which, of course, anyone who watches my videos and listens to my show, they know I'm not PG. But, you know, with regards to the women of WWE, I'd like to keep it PG. Um, And then Nikki Cross is awesome in the ring and entertaining as hell. I love her as well. Um, Um... let me put the, my little jelly bean bag right there so that I can, you know... Oop, that actually makes the camera a little more lopsided. That's better. Um, but Other than being tag team champion with Alexa Bliss twice, um, I haven't really done that much with her. I mean, she was part of uh, San- Sanity, uh, which, you know, side note on Sanity, it's just funny because Eric Young was the leader... And they did nothing with him in NXT or when he came to Raw and SmackDown. But you know Alexander Wolfe's part of Imperium, and Killian Danes had a great run at singles run in, in NXT, and Nikki Cross, like I said, is a two-time women's tag team champion and been involved in quite a few storylines. So it's just it's just kind of funny that you know the leader of the group did nothing. I think he won. The 24/7 title for like five seconds, but I don't really count that because 24/7 title is, ba- is basically just the r Truth title. But anyway, it's getting off track. Uh, so with with Nikki Cross, she's really coming to her, her own with her character and embracing a more comedic side that I feel really works for her and makes her more endearing to the audience. Um, and, but I don't know. I mean, I I I love that Bailey has. Been SmackDown champion, I think longest reigning SmackDown women's champion since the uh, the second week of SmackDown being on Fox in October. Uh, yeah, because they had the from, from Fox premiere that first Friday, and then they had Helena Cell, and then then they had the next one that Friday. Yeah, because she lost it to Charlotte at Helena Cell, and then won it back from her on that SmackDown. Uh, yeah so and i actually kind of want her to keep it for as close to a one year one full year reign as possible uh just so because i love her being a heel being that arrogant cocky piece of shit heel uh i i I love those arrogant cocky piece of shit heels because it just you know if they if they do it well enough then i can feel you know really real hate for their characters like king corbin he's the the best heel in WWE right now, because you know, even though I like his theme song, minus the the royal shit that they splice in there every five seconds, um, his character I cannot stand it at all. But that and that just means that he's doing a good job, because um, outside of him playing the King Corbin character, I watched an interview he did for debt for the Dead Meat YouTube channel, talking about the uh, Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds being his favorite horror movie, and that was and that was a fun interview. Um, highly recommend anyone who's not subscribed to the Dead Meat YouTube channel to do so. I'll actually I'll include the link to their channel in this in the description for this podcast because they they are, he is a, they are a fun channel and he does quite a few wrestling things on there. He reference does a lot of wrestling references and has interviewed in addition to King Corbin quite a few other wrestlers on there as well. Uh, so if you love wrestling and horror, check out Dead Meat. Like I said, link will be in the description. Uh, but Bailey and Nikki Cross, I uh, this one's gonna be a fun match, and of course, you know Bailey's gonna be the chicken shit heel that she's has become over the last let's see for the last nine months, and has done very well at it. I mean, a lot of us didn't think that she would be a good heel in the beginning, but she's done a very good job of it. At least I think so, and. And I want her to continue down this path because it's just, it is so, so, so much fun and entertaining for me. You know, and on top of her being one of the best women's wrestlers in WWE. And so, you know, while this is also another one, just like with Apollo Crews and MVP, where I'd be happy with either one of them winning, I hope and want and predict Bayley to win and retain her women's championship. And I, like I said, I hope that she can get as close to one full year as champion as possible. And if she can make it past one year, then that would be awesome. You know, I, w- I would love for her to have a title win that surpasses Becky Lynch's reign. Because, I don't know, I would just love that. Um, but yeah, Bayley is my prediction to retain the Women's Championship in this match. And then the next matchup is the Raw Women's Championship. Asuka defending against Sasha Banks. And anyone who's followed me on my Twitter lately knows how much I just absolutely adore Asuka and and if you're not subscribed to her YouTube channel I encourage you to check that out as well and I will include this link to her channel in the description along with the Dead Meat YouTube channel so you know and plus Sasha Banks and Asuka obviously they're two phenomenal athletes uh, And I but I would say right as, that right now Asuka is the best woman's wom- wrestler in WWE that's just my opinion. I don't know everyone that would agree with it, but a few of my friends on Facebook definitely would agree with me on that—that that Asuka and Io Shirai are the best women in WWE. Um, not discounting any of the other women because I have, I love I love all the women in WWE. I love Asuka, you know, Io Shirai, Kairi Sane, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Nikki Cross, Lacey Evans, Naomi, uh, Dana Brooke, uh, Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai. I love all of them. And but just. As of right now, I, I personally think that Asuka is the best in WWE. And I'm absolutely loving her as Raw Women's Champion. And and especially her, her her promos, ever since her and Kairi became the Kabuki Warriors, well, when they turned heel but as the Kabuki Warriors, where they were just both spat out so much stuff in Japanese that the the the, the re- average audience member has no idea what they're saying unless they are fluent in Japanese, which from my understanding, from people I've seen that tr- that translate, you know, their promos, they're saying a lot of mess up stuff about about a lot of things. Like they're they're practically swearing from start to finish. So I have no problem with that. And um, uh, sorry, just moving some stuff along on, next to my bed, but. Uh, I do not mind that at all. That if they if that's what they've been doing, because it just makes it that much more entertaining. You know, because I guess you know for WWE they think that the average viewer is an idiot and does not understand other languages besides English. Which, you know, to an extent, I can kind of believe that from some of the you know, English speaking wrestling fans that I've spoken to, uh, especially in certain Facebook groups. But anyways, you know, getting slightly off topic, but just. This one is going to be probably, you know, out of the women's matches, this one I think is going to be the best one, and, yeah, which it's not really saying that much, because both, all four of these women, Bailey, Sasha, Nikki, and Asuka are great, are great athletes, and they can produce great matches, but just out of those two, I say Asuka and, and Sasha Banks have the potential to, to steal the show, um, you know, including all the matches, you know, Asuka and Sasha have the potential to be the match of the night, and and my friend Lucy who really wants Sasha to win so that, you know, so that her, Sasha and Bailey can can have all the belts. I'm going with Oscar on this one. Although I would not be upset if Sasha does win, but I'm going with Oscar to retain the Raw Women's Championship in this match. And then moving on to the next match, which is the Raw main event for the Extreme Rules Pay-Per-View. It is actually no I'm sorry. Skip it over. Another match. We have the one that just the Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins in an eye for an eye match, which apparently WWE has confirmed that the way to win the match is to extract an eye from your opponent. Yeah, that's what it is it? That the only way to win this match is to remove the, the your opponent's eye. What? <laughs> I, I, I wish I was joking, but that's from WWE.com. The description and the preview for the for their match. Extract your opponent's eye. I, I I don't I I don't know I don't know what to say to that, and it's an interesting concept. Uh, I'll give them that. But just how is the match going to actually be? With that being the stipulation, I have no idea. I mean, because Seth Rollins can have a great match with just about anybody, so can Rey Mysterio. You know, they are they are two of the best in the business. Period. Uh, not just you know of this era of any era. Uh, but the only way to win the match is to extract your opponent's eye. How is that going to work? <laughs> You know, are they going to put a fake eye under that little thing for Rey Mysterio and have Seth Rollins pull that out, you know? Or are they going to do some Hollywood makeup shit and have Seth pull out the the opposite eye of Rey, and then Rey's going to be completely blind, and then Dominic has to take his spot? You know? Which, if that's where they're going to go with it, then, oh, holy fucking shit. But, I, I don't know. I really don't know what to say to, to that one. It's... I don't know how the match is going to go. I can't predict if it's going to be a good or bad match. It's just, it's going to be an interesting one. That's for sure. Um, but, with the way the storyline has been going. I honestly can't say for sure who I think is going to win this one. Because it could honestly go either way. Depending on where they want to take this story. Because if they want to have Ray get redemption. Then, of course, have him... Yank out one of Seth Rollins' eyeballs. You know, but if they want to continue Seth Rollins being, you know, as corrupt as he has become, apparently, since uh, since WrestleMania and then since losing to Drew McIntyre at Money in the Bank, then I guess he's going to have to rip out Rey Mysterio's left eye and just make him completely blind. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I'll just go with that then. Seth Rollins is going to blind Rey Mysterio completely by removing both of his eyes. <laughs> Well, anyways, um, then you know, back on to what I was saying before. I realized I skipped them. Uh, for the WWE Championship, Dolph Ziggler versus Drew McIntyre, and with a stipulation that is yet to be named, which is supposed to be picked by Dolph Ziggler, I believe. But yeah, as of this recording, as of right now, which now it is ten twenty-six p.m. Friday night, there is no stipulation officially announced. For Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler, why? I don't know. I guess it's to it's gonna allow some kind of shenanigans, screwjob finish to happen. But we'll I guess we'll have to wait and see. But it is gonna be I I, I it is gonna be a good match. We at least know that much because you know Drew McIntyre is is at the top of his game right now. Dolph Ziggler is o- is always on his game, you know. But it would, it would it would be nice if we actually knew what the stipulation is going to be for this match you know so that way i can try to give a more thought out prediction for this you know give a more in-depth analysis of what i think is going to happen but with that said since the since WWE has not given me anything to work with for this match well, I'm just going to go ahead and predict Drew McIntyre to retain and continue his uh, reign as WWE Champion uh, at least until SummerSlam. Uh, or maybe he'll hold on to it until Survivor Series. Who knows? You know, depends on what plans that they have for the pay-per-views coming up in September and October and for the rest of the year. Because clearly everything's going to be at the Performance Center for the remainder of the year. They're not going to go anywhere. They're not going to be in Boston for SummerSlam like they originally scheduled. And they're, they're not going to be anywhere else besides the Performance Center. Which sucks, but that's the situation that the world is in right now. But yeah, Drew McIntyre to retain is my prediction. Bringing us which to what I'm pretty sure, and we're all pretty sure, is going to be the main event to close the show. Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt in a Wyatt Swamp fight. Um, of course, this one is going to be a cinematic fight. Which, you know... Surprise, surprise. It's going to be a... They've had a cinematic match at every show since WrestleMania. With, starting with the Boneyard match. And then the Firefly Funhouse match. And then the Money in the Bank match. And then Edge versus Randy Orton. So this one's going to be the cinematic match for Extreme Rules. And I guess this is where the, the horror show aspect is going to kick in. So... I'm sure... I'm sure it'll be entertaining, and that's really, that's the, this match is the reason why I'm actually going to watch this pay-per-view. You know, So, I'm sure it's going to be a very, an entertaining match. And, especially with on SmackDown, the promo Braun Strowman gave. Saying that he has to defeat Bray Wyatt in the Swamp to prevent The Fiend from coming back. So, that just kind of confirms what I've been saying with other people. How, you know, he fought Firefly Funhouse Bray, Bray Wyatt... At Money in the Bank, and he's fi- He's in a fight. The follow the Buzzards cult leader Bray Wyatt at Extreme Rules. So then he'll face the Fiend Bray Wyatt at SummerSlam or at another pay per view in the future. You know, because I guess it's gonna be a lot like like a like a three faces of Foley, but it'll be the three faces of Bray Wyatt, uh, which hey, it's pretty cool. Um, I know it's not it's not an original concept, of course, but you know, everything in, in wrestling has been done and overdone, as Ted DiBiase once said in an interview that he did for the Legends of Wrestling 2 video game, that he said everything's been done in wrestling and overdone, and he's right, um, but yeah, this one's going to be a fun and entertaining match, it's going, you know, they're going to try to incorporate as much horror into this one as, as possible, and I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, especially knowing that Triple H was, was the top in the uh, Jeremy Borash were the top producers for the Boneyard match. I'm pretty sure they're gonna be the producers on this match as well. And yeah, uh, so I'm hopeful that it'll be. I'm hopeful that it'll be a fun one. Um, I don't think it'll be as good as the Boneyard match, which I mean it's gonna be kind of hard to top that one. That's for sure. Uh, but I'm. I I think it'll be at least as good as the Firefly Funhouse match. Well. Actually, nah, I don't think it'll be I don't I don't think it'll be as good as that one either because Firefly Funhouse match they they pulled a lot of shit out of the out of the hat for that one, um, so, but either way it's going to be an entertaining match for sure, um and since and since this one is non-title, uh, and Braun Strowman won at Money in the Bank I think Bray Wyatt will win this one and then that's you know where the Fiend is going to finally come back and shit's going to go down. With them fighting for the Universal title, maybe at SummerSlam, or at Night of Champions, or Hell in a Cell, if they're going to still do the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. But yeah, that's my prediction. Bray Wyatt is going to win the Wyatt Swamp fight. And that's, yeah, that's that's my predictions for the Horror Show at Extreme Rules this Sunday on the WWE Network. I'm hopeful that this is going to be a fun and entertaining show from top to bottom, because, like I said, this is because I, I did not watch Backlash at all. I completely skipped it. Um, I did watch the NXT Takeover in your house. That was a that was a fun show. I mean, N- NXT Takeovers are always a great, always the best shows. You know, I've, I've I've never been disappointed by an NXT Takeover. You know, it's like even 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 their weaker shows are still amazing shows. So. But I'm hopeful that the Extreme Rules type of view will at least be better than Money in the Bank. Because Money in the Bank, it was okay. Not a bad match, It was it was okay. I'm I'm hoping that it'll at least be better than that. So. Um uh, yeah, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Men and Tights Podcast. I hope you all enjoyed hearing me go on for almost thirty minutes now talking about the horror show at Extreme Rules, and and if and if you want to share your predictions with me, you can do so either in the comments below this video, or by tweeting me, and on tw- at on at or messaging me directly on Twitter, or you can DM me on Vero, you can DM me on uh, Instagram, all of my social media links will be down below, um, and like I said, I'll have the links to Asuka's YouTube channel and the Dead Meat YouTube channel as well. And also check out my other stuff that I've been doing on the, on this channel as well. Uh, the unboxing videos that I've been doing over the last couple weeks. And all my other stuff that I have from the animated Podcast. My worst to best uh, rankings. I just did the X-Men one on on Tuesday. On the 20th anniversary of the first X-Men movie. Um, my... Uh, Classic wrestling pay-per-views. I know I've I've yet to do the one that I was supposed to do for July, which was Bash at the Beach nineteen ninety six. It is going to be coming sometime within the week. I promise. I will. I will have it. Okay, I'm not going to say within the week. It'll be. It'll be uploaded by the end of the month. I promise. I promise. And also, the retro film reviews, which I will have one come. This one I will have coming during the week. Um, and my other movie reviews and my other podcast episodes on here. And if you're not subscribed to the channel, please do so. You can do it right there, below this video, right there in the corner. You can click the be- the bell so you can get up to date on all, th- all the stuff that I do on the channel. And if you would prefer to listen to the audio-only version of this podcast so that you don't have to look at my ugly face, uh, you can do so by subscribing on Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Breaker, and Anchor. And if you would like to uh, support... The Menotized Podcast and contribute to the overall presentation. You can do so by contributing to my Hall of Justice on Patreon for one dollar a month. And if you would also like to uh, purchase some merchandise for the monetized Podcast, sorry, I had swallowed some saliva. You can do so from in the monetized Podcast Store. I have several T-shirt designs that are available in. adult sizes and kid sizes for t-shirts tank tops sweaters hoodies and as well as accessories like stickers and phone cases magnets pins face masks all of that be in the link below for the store and for the patreon and i want to thank you all again so much for watching for listening for subscribing i love and appreciate every single one of you who do i truly and genuinely do I hope you are taking care of yourselves, taking care of your loved ones, that you're staying safe, staying healthy. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend and that your week will be an amazing one as well. And also, before I forget, uh, if you're into uh, DC Comics, and uh, specifically Zack Snyder uh, films and other things like that, I encourage you to check out Justice Con, happening July 25th and 26th. I will have the link to their YouTube channel. Down there below, and also the Ink to the People, Ink to the People, Ink to the People link to their store where you can get several T-shirts and tank tops and long sleeve shirts and hoodies and uh, pins and badges and hats and other wonderful items that where all the money raised goes to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and for Justice Connor. It's going to be it's a fun. Uh, experience made by the fans for the fans, hosted by my friends uh, Cole and Nana of the Nerd Queens and my friend Wonder Meg um, and we will have s- several awesome people on there for uh, for their panels. They'll include uh, actor Ray Fisher, actor Ray Porter uh, writer and director Jay Oliva and uh, uh, photographer Clay Anos, uh, Fabian Wagner, cinematographer and um, uh, Sean O'Connell from Cinema Blend, who is actually writing the release sidecut book. Uh, I believe he actually just completed it, and it'll be on sale next year. And uh, Deborah Snyder will be on there as well as part of the Snyder Amazons panel. And uh, Zack Snyder himself will be there for a panel on on the 25th. Uh, go to the Justice Con uh, YouTube channel because everything's going to be. Broadcast live on there, um, and get all the information off on the latest video that they have on there. It's uh, from the Q and Q- Q- A session that they did earlier this week, where you get all the information uh, from them regarding the dates and times for which when e- when the panels happen. So, um, yeah, like I said, this has been uh, monetized podcast. I am Julian, and You know what? I'm going to try to finish this one as I started it. So, (laughs) Uh, there we go. Yeah. See you all next time. Bye-bye.